Geekish Cast, episode 30. Is that a sack on your head, or are you just happy to see me? As a, as a whole, I mean, I just think it's a great movie. I mean, it, it's it's a standalone. I mean, granted, yeah, I mean, people are going to bitch, you know, it wasn't Jason. Uh, who gives a shit? It, it, like you said, it, it holds the most true to the the formula of the original. It's You don't know who who's doing it. Um, and actually, even more so than the original, you know, with Tommy thrown in the middle, you know, when I was watching this in the theater and, you know, it had me – I mean, I had me thinking, you know, it was Tommy – who was losing it and blacking out and doing these killings. And I was trying to figure out, you know, did, does he, is he aware he's doing this? Is he blacking out? Is he, he's turning into, J- he's losing his sanity and he's becoming Jason is what is the way I thought it was. And then there were things where, Oh, well, maybe it's not Jason or maybe it's not Tommy. Maybe it's, you know, you, you know, it had you guessing, yeah, which, you know, it had you off balance, which really is, is, you know, as much horror movies as I watch, I mean, it's really pretty uncommon anymore. Not very rarely am I ever really off, caught off guard by something or surprised. Um, I thought I thought a lot of the acting was surprisingly really good. Um, it had memorable I, I characters. I thought Joey I mean, was awesome. Joey, yeah. Joey and his chocolate bars. Uh, but, I mean, they had me- – Awesome characters that you remember, like Ethel and Junior. I mean, you just freaking laugh. I mean, they're so over the top, obnoxious, and and every but it, but it, it works. It it just works. It's entertaining. It's hilarious. I mean, I don't know. I just like I said, I I, I can't say enough about that movie. I, I love it. It's probably it's easily in my top four of of you know. Well, it's probably it's probably my fifth favorite. Top couple at least, all. yeah. Yeah, of, of 12 movies, it's probably number five. Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead. We're gonna... one, oh, go ahead. The one criticism I do have about part five is they have the uh, the character Ethel. Uh, and, I mean, is she supposed to be the prophet of doom? Because every episode leading up to that, well, I guess they didn't in part four, but all the others had a, uh, had some sort of prophet of doom. And part five was missing that. I mean, you could say that Edna. Who was, who was that in part six? Nobody, as a matter of fact. Horshack. Horshack was the prophet of doom in part six. He just got killed yes, before he was. could say I guess. I guess you could. You, I, I, I guess you could argue that. How, how about part seven? Uh, was there, he was, was there at the beginning. Let's see, part he did the voiceover. Well, he, he did the he did the voiceover. But I mean, who who? I mean, is there anybody in there that's warning them? Not you know. Yeah, the mom's Not hair. Too. The mom's hair was a warning against. Like, yes, the, the mom's hair was definitely a warning. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, definitely stay away from the Aquanet. Exactly. Yeah. Something is going to go bad if you put that much shit in your hair, period. <clears throat> and I'm not just saying that as a bald man. I'm just saying that as a person who watches movies. Okay. And I wasn't asking to, to you know, arguing. I was just, I was just trying to, oh, no. I couldn't think well, about if, it. Maybe. And maybe, maybe I don't remember correctly, but part four. They just had the flashback. You didn't really have uh, somebody in there telling everybody. Yeah, they had doomed, the, right. 
Yeah, they had the montage at the beginning with yeah. Paul's yeah, campfire yeah. explanation in the flashback scenes. Or Rob. You could consider him I guess slightly. you could. Rob... He wasn't really... He, he didn't warn them off. He was trying to track down Jason himself. Yeah, and, and th- Rob is actually the one thing that throws off... Because I can forget that those three episodes are supposed to happen one day after the next until Rob becomes involved, and then I become very acutely aware of the fact that your sister's been missing for like three days. Where did you go and gather up all this shit and then come to this spot looking for your sister? That's that's my biggest right. problem with well, him. Well, he's, he's hunting for Jason on probably the day that they're burying her, or you know, or, or the next days when they're probably getting ready to you know, have the funeral and shit. Yeah. I mean, it's just, it's cause you kind of get the feel he's been at it for a while, which then. Yeah. Got, well, it, and that, and that was the director. Oh, that sure. was the director's fault on that. They, they, they lost, he didn't realize he had the continuity between three and four down, but he didn't, he didn't realize the continuity between two and, two and three. three. And that's where, yeah, that's, that's where he kind of screwed the pooch. You could say. Yeah, because that's like, I actually, I think part four, I mean, part two, because of nostalgia, I love that movie. I think part four is my absolute favorite. And when I just throw on a couple episodes, I do two, three, four. Like, if I'm just going to put something on and have them run, I put those on back to back. Um, You can't go wrong with that. When I was younger, that's the exact same thing I would do. Yeah. But then, like I said, I grew grew fond of of part one, so I I really loved part one. Yeah. And I think, you know, like uh, Chris was saying a little bit in the previous episode, you know, you you watch Friday the 13th, or a lot of people watch Friday the 13th now just to see Jason. And I think that's the trap I fall into, and that's probably what happened to me with one and five. You're just like, eh. These, this is what I think of when I think Friday the 13th and I stick to this. So. And then they put out Jason Goes to Hell. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have you guys, I mean, I know you're going to do that in an upcoming episode. Are you actually going to go back and watch it? Or do you have that? Memory? Yes, oh, yeah. sir. Okay. Yeah, we're going to um, watch it. We're glutton for punishment, man. We, we I mean, yeah. I'm going to have to force myself to watch eight. Gonna have to force myself to watch nine. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, we're gonna watch them all right before in preparation for each one of our episodes. God, I just I don't know if I could sit through it. Like I watched that um, oh the documentary. His name was Jason. I watch that fairly frequently, or at least have it on. And that's just enough. yeah. I I have that one. That one's that one's pretty good. But mm-hmm. have you seen Crystal Lake Memories? You know what? I think I have it in my save basket on Amazon, but I have not. I don't believe I've watched it yet. Or if I have, I don't. You need you need to get it. Because if you like, put it this way, I have them both. Mm-hmm. The only one I watch anymore. I mean, I watched, I watched. Uh, his name was Jason once because it's hosted by Tom Savini, and he was walking through the yep. um, Friday the Thirteenth down at Universal, which I thought was funny. But it's Crystal Lake Memories is so much better. I mean, some of the same. I mean, most of the same people were interviewed. There's a few little clippets, but it's it's basically Jason. Or his name was Jason a hundred times better and in more in depth. I mean, it's, it's two, it's two discs. And I mean, it's just, especially going one through five. I mean, it's just, I, I, I watch it. I, I, when I first got, I, I was watching it probably once a week for mm-hmm. a while, but I mean, it's been, it's probably been several months since I watched it now, but, um, it's funny cause I actually had a, a little bit of a, uh, tradition started the past three years when I'm, wrapping Christmas presents at 
wee hours of the morning on Christmas. I'm up in my room and I've got, you know, Crystal Lake memories on. It's what I'm usually, I put, put it on the DVD and just grab presents and watch it and, until I'm done. So, but yeah, you, you definitely need to check that I'll, out. I'll I actually definitely. read the book too. Yeah, I'll definitely check. There's that things out. in the book too that are not that are not on the DVD also. So, I mean, I've read the book and there's even there's no there's no interview with Kevin Bacon in the in the movie version of it, but there are excerpts in the actual book where they where they did have um, some quotes from Kevin and stuff like that. Okay, so. you know what? I, I got to stop you there just because I hadn't thought of this. I listened to your guys' uh, Victor Miller interview. Oh, must have been Halloween last year. And the fact that you asked Victor Miller about Kevin Bacon's boner. Fucking. <laughs> <laughs> that was Chris. That was yeah. all Chris, man. But, I, yes. but, but had, in, in general. Sword on his mind. Yeah. But in general, that just fucking killed me. Because I think that man, he's an older man. He's just a little bit younger than my grandparents. And I'm just like, holy shit, I would never ask my grandfather about Kevin Bacon's boner. You know? <laughs> Um, if he wasn't such a laid back, cool ass guy, I mean, after, after we got done with that podcast, I, I messaged him on Facebook and thanked him for being on the show. Mm -hmm. And I mean, he said that we had something great together and we had great chemistry and to keep going at it as best we can. And I don't, I mean, I, you know. That dude's a Yale graduate. Yeah. And I mean, and well, and, and a Tulane graduate. I mean, that dude's made us some brains. Oh no, absolutely. And very smart, very smart man. But I mean, but he is, he's, he's the grandpa that's covered in tattoos that is not afraid to drop an F bomb. Yeah. No, I, I, I mean, actually really enjoyed that he, episode. You know, he, yeah, and he'll 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 tell you. I mean, he, he pulls no punches, man. He'll give it to you straight, which I love it. I mean, he he like he said in our episode, I will not be bullshitting you. You know, I mean, yeah. he he call, he says it straight the way it is, man. Yeah, you know. And you know, what, we we are running a little bit long, so I'm actually going to split this episode into two. This will be episodes 28 and 29 because before we get into the podcast and other stuff, I kind of wanted to ask you guys. Um, when you interviewed Victor Miller, he basically said, look, there, Jason was dead in part one. And that's uh, Jason's life and death is kind of a point of contention with a lot of Friday guys. How do you personally, and I'm going to start with Chris and we'll work back, you know, Chris, Eric to Oz. How do you square the Jason alive or dead as a child thing? What are your thoughts on it, Chris? Um, I disagree with Victor Miller. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, I think that, um, when you watch the films, um, given all the events that happen, especially in parts one through four, um, there's no way that Jason died, um, to make all the, the films agree with each other. Um, now we can, we can argue about what the writer's intent was all day long. And I would probably agree with you. Because the fucking guy who wrote the first film specifically says Jason fucking died in my movie. So, uh, but given all the things that you see on screen, um, Jason did not die as a boy at Camp Crystal Lake in 1959. Okay, Eric, what do you think? Well, I mean, the man that, that started it all said that he died but i mean 
I love the continuity. Well, continuity with Friday Thirteenth is a little. It's an oxymoron. Uh, yeah, it is. It's fast and. <laughs> but I mean, you know, maybe. You know, there's no way he could have died. I mean, the the part with Alice, you can interpret as a dream. You can interpret uh, the end part of part two as a dream. I mean, there's so many dream things that you could say, oh, they're dreaming. And I think that's in the later movies. They got away from that. And uh, But no, I don't think Jason died in the first one. I think that he was alive and well and saw Mrs. Voorhees get her head whacked off. There you go. Oz, what do you think? Um, I'm going to be the, I'm going to be the, again, I, I, I agree with the guys in, in, in a way. Um, the original film, like I said, you know, and, and like Victor Miller said, Jason was dead. And if he wasn't dead, um, you know, the logic behind Mrs. Voorhees doing what she did is, you know, gone out the window. But, um, I mean, sure, there, there are ways. There's no, there's no if, ands, or buts about it. In the original film, he's dead. Now, when they or she just re- thinks he's dead. Uh, let me finish, please. <laughs> <laughs> and when they decided to do follow-up films, because there was no plan to do a follow-up film, um, yeah, then... then you have to say that, you know, the only way, the only logical way that these events are happening would be as it were if he had not actually drowned as a boy. Um, so, I mean, they just basically contradicted themselves from part well, from part one. But, um, you know, I think, you know, there, there's, I guess, ways that, you know, you could rationalize and think. And we talked about it on the show that, you know, possibly – you know, was it, you know, that, I mean, if, if Jason did not drown and he did survive on his own or, you know, in the woods, whatever, um, Mrs. Voorhees would have had to have been aware of that. I, I, I don't think he could have grown up without her and been around the camp without her knowing that. Um, now, considering the fact that she was insane, um, it, it's, it's very well could be argued that when she saw Jason that she did not realize that it was in fact the real Jason and that it was a vision. Maybe she was aware she was insane and it was just fueling her insanity, driving her even more crazy because she's got this little, you know, maybe she thought it was Jason's ghost or, you know, who knows? Um, but I think, you know, looking at the, at the, at the whole picture, all the movies, I think, the only logical way is that Jason survived somehow and he didn't in fact die until Tommy, you know, killed him at the end of the final chapter. Okay. As much, as much as it pains me to say, because when I watch part one, it's, you know, I want to say, you know, Jason's dead. That's why she was, you know, that's why Betsy Palmer played that role so well. And, 
you know, why she was doing what she was doing. But the only way the future films work is if he didn't. I mean, there, there's just no way around it. Yeah. And that's that's one thing I can never quite make work in my head. I actually wrote on your Facebook page one idea. Chris read it, and you all shit on me for it. So I'm never going to bring that one up again. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're good at that. Yeah. No, no, and that's fine. Because, you know what, like, again, like I was, like, driving between customer shops thinking, well, what way could he still be alive? That's what I came up with. You guys shit on him. I'm like, yeah, that was pretty fucking thin. Never mind. That was not a good one. All right, guys. Well, thank you for joining us here on Geekish Cast. Um, Oz, as we sign off, is there a movie or an element of Friday the 13th you feel is overlooked or underrated? Uh, yeah, because, I mean, my favorite is part four, and, and, and a lot of people, you know, echo that and say that part four was probably, you know, it's, it's, it's argued that it's the best in the franchise. Um, but I would say the follow-up to that part five, I mean, like I said before, as much as it gets shit on and people, you know, say they don't like it because it wasn't the real Jason. I mean, if you put that out of your head, I mean, and people, you know, if you've watched it and you you didn't like it, you know what? Give it a second chance. So Eric, if, uh, as we're wrapping up here, what is there an element or episode you feel is overlooked or underrated out there? I mean, I could, you could argue that the entire series is underrated as much as we love it. And, uh, and as much as other people say it's campy, but, um, you know, it's, it, I'm going to echo what Chris said before we started this podcast and really looking into the, the little details and making up our own theories and whatever of the show part, uh, Chris would have said that part two, you didn't need to watch everything that you need to know. You figure out in part three and four. And I think that part two, unless you were in your situation or uh, or someone else's, whatever, uh, um, I think that part two gets slighted quite a bit because, I mean, it's – and it's a great movie. I mean, there's it has everything that you want in a Friday movie. And, I mean, well, I guess it just followed the same formula as the first one, kind of. And, uh, but yeah, I do. I, I tend to think that one is, I mean, most people don't even know that Jason had a sack head. Right. At That's one point. That's what she said. <laughs> he had a sack on his, what? He had a reservoir tip. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, uh, Chris, as we, um, do our sign off here, I'm going to ask you what element uh, or episode do you feel is underrated? And also, if people want to find Return to Camp Blood on the interwebs, where can they find you? Yeah, so I'm going to agree with, with uh, both Oz and Eric here. I think, um, yeah, like Eric said, going into this, I would have I would have said that 2 was totally fucking useless and you didn't need to watch it. But um, after watching it again, um, um, you, you have Jason... Um, being portrayed as the most human he's ever been portrayed with the exception of Derek Mears portrayal in the 2009 reboot. Um, that is definitely one of the most underrated films. And also what I said, part five, I mean, because part five, that is the only film in the whole entire franchise that actually stuck to the formula of the original. I mean, many people bitch about, Oh, I wish I'd go back to the, you know, the formula. Well, they did in part five, and you guys shit all over it, so fuck you. Yeah. Hey, hang on one second. Um, I just had somebody knock on my door, and I got four dogs freaking the <laughs> fuck out. 
All right, so I'm gonna I'm gonna have to echo um, both Oz and Eric on this one, and um, say that um, you know, like Eric said before I started the show, I would have would have said that part two is completely irrelevant, and you don't need to watch it. But honestly, going back to it after the show, after we went through it um, for the show, I have to say, um, the, the, part two Jason is the most realistic Jason ever in the whole series um, with the, you know, at least until Derek Mears portrayed him in the 2009 reboot. Um, you, you get a lot of Jason's character from part two. Um, you get, a, you get a lot more backstory than you really actually think you do in part two. Um, and then I'm going to agree with Oz and say that part five was also an, an extremely underrated um episode in the the franchise i mean because people often bitch about well i wish they would go back to you know the 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 formula well part five is the only one they did go back to the formula and you fuckers didn't like it so fuck off (laughs) um but um you know if if you guys want to check out our show it's at campbloodpodcast.com um we do a lot of interaction on facebook and that's um at you know facebook.com slash campbloodpodcast and I sometimes tweet uh, on Twitter at Camp Blood Pod. Um, and so, yeah, that, that's where we're at with that. Cool. <laughs> well, thank you, guys. And if you want to find us on the interwebs, we're at geekishcast.com. Our Facebook page is at facebook.com slash geekishcast. And our Twitter handle is at the geekishcast. Thank you, everybody. Have a good night. <laughs> <laughs>